Happy Monday, everyone, and welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Waiver Wire Wishlist. This week, I am joined by Cody. Cody, how are you today, man? I'm doing great, Nate. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Uh, like Cody just said, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. Uh, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. An early plug there, but uh, before this, I was watching some of the Eagles-Giants game, and just before we hopped on here, actually, Darius Slayton caught a touchdown, and he was a guy we talked about last week, I believe. Oh, when yeah, Steve and I nice, on here. Yeah, nice uh, catch by him, a little comeback, broke a tackle, took it to the house. Uh, good start for the Giants offense here. Yeah, and personally, I need Miles Sanders of the Eagles to have a very slow night. Actually, he can have a pretty good night. I'd still win my uh, you know, first round of my Dynasty uh, playoff here, so uh, against a fantasy fro, actually. And if you are a follower of this podcast and my page, you know I have the worst luck against a fantasy fro, so this is, uh, this is something I need. I need this in my life, so hopefully Miles Sanders stays quiet tonight and I get this uh, victory against a fro so you guys can hear me gloat about it on uh, uh, Wednesday's show where I appear with him. It's the We Know Fantasy uh, podcast featuring the fantasy fro. That's every Wednesday night. A little shameless plug there. Before we move any forward, Cody, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. And Cody is one of our uh, many contributors we have, and you can find those guys, their work uh, on our website, weknowfantasy.com. And Cody does a weekly power, power, uh, weekly player ranking on there, complete with uh, you know players he likes, dislikes, uh, injury notes. There's a lot of great information on there. He puts a lot of work into that, so you can check that out there. Uh, some of our other people have some uh, great uh, series on there as well, weekly series, breaking news. Uh, we have fantasy hockey and fantasy basketball content on there as well. Uh, every Thursday, the We Know Fantasy Contributors come up with the We Know Fantasy Contributors podcast. We apologize. Last week, we did not have an episode due to some technical difficulties. Uh, nothing we could do on our end there. We did try to record an episode, but it just didn't happen. Uh, we apologize again if you're looking for that. But this week, we'll be back with that, so don't worry about that. Um, <clears throat> and the We Know Fantasy streamable defenses of the week article drops every Tuesday night on the website as well. So before we hop into uh, who we suggest you guys to add for week 15, we're only about two weeks, two weeks left of the fantasy season. Can you believe that, Cody? No, I can't believe it. I can't believe we're so far, uh, so close to the end here. You know, uh, people uh, got their playoff teams going here, and hopefully you guys are still in it, uh, the listeners. And uh, yeah, I just can't believe it's gone by so fast. It really has been so fast, but before we hop into our week 15 suggestions, let's see how we did with our week 14 picks. Last week, I was joined by Steven, so some of these are my suggestions, some of these are his. Let's run down this list real quick. Ryan Fitzpatrick had the Jets. He had 15.3 points. Ryan Tannehill had a very good week against uh, Oakland, had 28.54 points. Benny Snell was quiet against the Cardinals, had 2.1 points. Raheem Mostert proved that he is uh, he's not just a uh, committee back. He is an actual star against the Saints at 24.9 points. Jalen Rashard against the Titans had 6.6 points. Darwin Thompson against the Patriots at 8.3. Zach Pascal had another great week against Tampa Bay. He had 20.4 points. Cole Beasley doing Cole Beasley things versus the Ravens at 14.9 points. James Washington, a little quieter for him against the Cardinals at 7.3 points. Anthony Miller played the Cowboys, had 13. No, he did not. Who did Anthony Miller play? The Cowboys are playing. No, he did play the Cowboys, yes. Anthony Miller did play the Cowboys, 13.2 points. Uh, Mix on NFC East teams here. Uh, Darius Slayton's playing tonight. Just scored a touchdown, actually, before we hopped on the podcast here. Uh, Mike Dusecki of the Dolphins played the Jets, had 1.6 points. And Tyler Higby continues to produce there in Gerald Everett's absence versus the Seahawks with an 18.6-point uh, performance. <clears throat> so that's how we got. That's how our suggestions last week uh, panned out for you guys. So let's move on here to our uh, suggestions for Week 15, starting with our quarterbacks. 
So I'll kick it off here. My quarterback to add this week is actually Drew Locke of the Denver Broncos. He's only just 2% of Yahoo and 1.2% of ESPN League. So if you're in a deep league here, 16-man league, anything of that nature, maybe looking for a sneaky DFS play, <clears throat> uh, dynasty guy here, uh, if you're looking for anything like that, he could be your guy. He's currently 2-0 as a starter. I know it's still early, but he is 2-0 as a starter. And he had a pretty nice game last week against the Houston Texans secondary, which is not too hard to do. That secondary is very porous. He threw, for, he threw for 209 yards and three touchdowns against the Texans. Good stat line there. Now he gets the Chiefs this week. Uh, he will be forced to throw the ball a lot more because he'll be playing from behind. Uh, but the Chiefs have allowed the 10th most fancy points to opposing quarterbacks. Uh, not even this week, but beyond week 15 and week 16 and championship weekend. He then gets the Oakland Raiders, who have allowed the fifth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. So this is a this is a pickup who, you know, you could carry you through week 15 and week 16. I know it's risky here uh, in an offense that has limited weapons, not too much going on there, a rookie quarterback. Um, this is not a great situation, situation in Denver, but he's producing thus far with some great matchups ahead of him. Yeah, he looked really good this week. Uh, you know, like you said, Houston defense, probably not the toughest defense that you're going to face. But he looked really good this weekend. He's definitely a guy, uh, <clears throat> like Nate said, if you're in a super flex league, if you're in two quarterback league, if or, uh, you know, really deep league, this is a guy that can uh, get you some numbers here. He proved it. And uh, uh, if you, like I said, if you need a guy, he's definitely out there. And speaking of another guy that's definitely out there, he's playing right now, and that's Eli Manning. And I know it might sound a little strange. Uh, Eli Manning, he's... Maybe past his prime, uh, to to put it nicely, but he's had. Uh, if you remember, he played the first two weeks of the season uh, before Drew or uh, before uh, Daniel Jones came on to replace him. And in those two games, he actually had over 250 passing yards in each of those games. Um, I'm kind of keeping an eye on what he's doing tonight, and he already has a touchdown pass. As a matter of fact, it looks like he is five for eight for 51 yards and a touchdown right now. So. Uh, he's, you know, that's kind of partway through the second quarter here. So he's putting up uh, decent numbers here to start the game. And you look at the upcoming schedule for Eli, he's got the Washington Redskins and the Miami Dolphins. So these are the, the matchups that he's going to have in your fantasy semifinals and finals. So if you're looking for a quarterback, I mean, if you're uh, in an emergency, uh, he's only owned in 3% of ESPN, 3% of Yahoo. Um, maybe Eli Manning is a guy that... He's not going to be the worst streaming option that you can put out there. And, I mean, with those matchups, Washington-Miami, I, I hate to say it, but maybe he could be a potential league winner here late if you were able to scoop him up and and he can prove that he still has a little bit left in the tank. How odd are those words come out of your mouth there? Eli Manning, <laughs> potential league winner for you. What are we, 2019, week 14 here, week 15 here, talking about Eli Manning possibly winning you a fantasy football championship? <clears throat> but you're not wrong. It could very well happen. Great matchups, and this is what you play for. These are the matchups you want. These are the teams you want to face. You want to face the Washington. You want to face the Dolphins. Uh, excuse me, down the stretch, and this is what Eli Manning gives you. Uh, let's scoot over here to running backs now. Two great quarterbacks there, by the way, for you guys. Like you, like uh, Cody just said, if you're in a super flex league, anything like that, two great options for you. You can't go wrong with either of those guys. So running backs, uh, Cody, you can kick off uh, the running back uh, section of this podcast. Yeah, sure. So running backs, definitely a little slim pickings here uh, this late in the season. And my first running back is going to be Patrick Laird of the Miami Dolphins. He's owned in 20% of Yahoo leagues and 10% of ESPN leagues. He's not putting up very sexy numbers right now, but he is the starter for the Miami Dolphins. So, I mean, 
that's worth a little bit something. He's 15 for 48 on the ground last week, four catches in each of the last two games, double-digit fantasy performances in three of the last four. And like I said, he's the starter in Miami. He got 19 touches last week. The next running back behind him, Miles Gaskins, only got five. So if you're in a pinch and maybe you're just trying to add some depth here late in the season, maybe you had Darius Geis uh, kind of as your flex option slash front end of your bench, and he doesn't look likely to play anymore. Maybe uh, Patrick Laird is a guy that you'd be looking to pick up here. I'd be hard-pressed to start him, but if you uh, you need that running back depth and something else happens to another one of your running backs, he's not the worst guy that you can have on your roster. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there where, when you said uh, the running back options at this point in the season are slim pickings. There just isn't much out there, and Laird is one of those players you have to pick up if you have the chance to. I'm not saying go out there and you put your, uh, you know, your first waiver wire priority on this guy. But if he's out there, he's worth a stash on your bench. Maybe if he's if he's there and left over the following day, maybe scoop him up if you have a roster spot. He's not going to put up impressive numbers. He's hit or miss. He, he he's kind of touchdown dependent. He needs some of that to uh, you know realistic volume. But he is a starting running back out there on the waiver wire at this point of the season, which is um, scarce to find this point of the season. So that's where his value uh, really lies. Uh, my first running back this week is DeAndre Washington, the Oakland Raiders. He's only 6% of Yahoo, 9.5% of ESPN leagues. So this is really dependent on what Josh Jacobs' status is moving forward. Um, Josh Jacobs missed Oakland's uh, Week 14 ma- uh, matchup against the Titans due to a shoulder injury. Apparently, he had the shoulder injury for some weeks prior, played through it, but couldn't play this week. So we're unsure exactly what this his status will be moving forward. But uh, with that loss to the Titans on um, Week 14... It really took a damper to their playoff hopes. It really, you know, they're, uh, you know, they're really slipped through their fingers there. So they may not be rushing uh, Josh Davis back because of that. You know, you don't want to, you know, rush back your rookie star and have him, you know, have a further injury because of that. So they may sit him out for another game possibly. Uh, but in Jacob's absence last week, Washington saw 21 touches um, and went for 21.6 fantasy points. Uh, the Jaguars have also given up the eighth most fancy points to opposing running backs. So if Jacobs is to be out, even if he is to be limited, Washington produced very well in his absence. Uh, gets a great matchup this week, and this very well could be a league uh, winning move for you guys here. This is the type of stuff that you look forward to in week 15, week 16 of the fantasy football season. And here it is for you guys. Go out there and make sure you're adding Washington this week. Yeah, the Josh <clears throat> Jacobs benching definitely caught me a little bit by surprise this weekend. Uh, I mean, I have him in a couple leagues and he was in my starting lineup and then, uh, you know, Sunday comes around and he's not going to go even though he's had this shoulder injury for quite some time. But, you know, uh, like you were saying, Oakland, DeAndre Washington, he's definitely the back that you want to own. I think Uh, he's going to get the majority of the work if Jacobs continues to be out, Um, you know, and I also want to throw out Jalen Richard's name. He's there. Uh, He's more of a pass catching option. So maybe in PPR leagues, he's a guy that you could look at. But moving into my second running back, um, I kind of cheated here a little bit. I went with a guy that's a little bit more um, owned, and that's Adrian Peterson. He's owned in 44% of ESPN leagues and 39% of Yahoo leagues. Go ahead and check uh, your waivers. If he's out there, he's worth an ad, Um, you know, especially with Darius Geis. uh, You know, another knee injury for him is just a terrible uh, situation for him. You know, this is what, three knee injuries uh, since he came into the league two years ago. So um, Adrian Peterson, definitely going to get the bulk of the carries. We've already seen that this year, uh, earlier this season. 
He's actually averaging 4.3 yards per carry. He's Adrian Peterson has scored in two straight games. And uh, he's got three games this year with at least 20 carries. So, I mean, he's kind of a workhorse guy, especially when Geis isn't around. You look at who he plays next two weeks, he's got Philadelphia, he's got New York Giants. So the matchups are there as well. Um, Adrian Peterson, I like him. If you can get your hands on him, like I said, he's a little more owned. Uh, but if he's out there in your leagues, definitely grab him uh, and uh, stash him away from, especially away from anybody that you might be playing if you don't need him. Yeah, Adrian Peterson is, not, is a guy you know you're going to get some kind of production out of. He runs hard. He's going to give you his all. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it, it's simply that. He's going to give you production no matter what he or who he goes against. So, yeah, he's definitely worth an ad. Geis is out. So Peterson gets back to being the lead back here. Definitely worth an ad, in my opinion. My final running back here is Darwin Thompson, the Kansas City Chiefs. He's owning 19% of Yahoo and 10% of ESPN leagues. Uh, Darrell Williams has hit the IR. Damian Williams has missed a second straight game with a rib injury. I know uh, <clears throat> Thompson only saw nine chances last week against the Patriots, but that could have very well been game scripted because the Patriots are the number one defense against the run. So they may have just chosen not to, you know, use the running back. Also, McCoy is there as well, although, you know, he, too, has his problems with injury and hanging on to the football. So I've said this before. I'll say it again. Whomever the running back is on the page, or on the Kansas City offense getting 10-plus carries, I kind of want them on my team. It could be Darwin Thompson down the stretch here, especially with Darrell Williams out of the pitcher and Damian Williams. It doesn't seem there's be a rush to get this guy back on the team. The team's playing just fine without those guys. Uh, Darwin Thompson could very well uh, be another guy that you know could be a bench stash playing emergency that could very well help you win your league. Yeah, Darwin Thompson, I mean, the Kansas City backfield as a whole is just kind of a little bit of a dumpster fire right now. And, I mean, this is Darwin Thompson's guy that, yeah, if you can grab him, definitely stash him. But I wouldn't have any confidence in playing him right away. But, you know, like uh, me and Nate said earlier, running back on the waiver wire is thin right now. So you got to try to scrape to get something uh, to, to, uh, to fill any kind of void that you might have on your team. That's, that's exactly what you're doing here with Gar Darwin Thompson is scraping to uh, fill some kind of void. But let's send it out wide here to wide receivers. I'm going to kick this one off with Prashad Perriman, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Probably haven't heard this name in a while. He's owning 0% of Yahoo and 0.2% of ESPN leagues. Uh, so everyone knows here Mike Evans is probably done for the season with a hamstring injury. Um, this opens up a lot of targets to be shared through the rest of the roster. Chris Godwin will obviously continue to, to eat, and I don't know if you can get more production out of him, but maybe you will get even more production out of Chris Godwin. Uh, but someone has to fill that wide receiver two spot now. It could be Perriman very well. could be Perriman. It could be someone else that we'll talk about later in this podcast. Uh, Tampa has proven that they can have two uh, top-tier fantasy wide receivers coexist in the same team. Uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are top five fantasy football wide receivers right now. I'm not sure if they still are, but they were at one point for the majority of the season, actually. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they still are. <clears throat> I'm not saying Perriman will be Mike Evans or put up per or put up Mike Evans numbers. No one's going to put Mike Evans numbers. But if he can put up a third or, or a half or even three-fourths of Mike Evans numbers, that's the guy that I want my team. I want someone getting a lot of targets in this, uh, playing a lot of snaps in this Tampa Bay offense. This is one of the league's most pass-happy offenses. I know Jameis Winston is not a good quarterback in real life. In fantasy football, he is. He throws for a lot of yards, throws for a lot of touchdowns, and on the receiving end of this could be Perriman, so he's a guy I am scooping up and getting on my roster as soon as possible. 
Yeah, Brashad Perriman, I like that. Uh, definitely a name we haven't heard for a while. Uh, what was it? He was drafted by the Ravens, I believe. Yeah, he um, was on the Ravens. Very like He was one of those that like everyone was very high on when he came out of college, but yeah, just yeah. never produced. Yeah, a lot of hype and just nothing ever happened. But uh, yeah, definitely a guy worth a stash. Somebody's got to fill that wide receiver two role in Tampa. Uh, moving to my first wide receiver, and i not 100% sure here, but I think Nate would agree with me. This is the guy that in this whole podcast that you definitely have to add, and that's A.J. Brown from Tennessee. He's owned in 31% of ESPN leagues, 25% of Yahoo leagues, and he just absolutely went off last week, and he has been going off ever since Ryan Tannehill took over on this offense. Um, He's gone over 135 receiving yards in two of the last three weeks. He has three touchdowns over that same span. He was targeted seven times last week, which ties a career high for him here in his rookie season. And I just looked up a couple of these numbers here, uh, comparing and contrasting him when Mariota was the quarterback compared to when Tannehill was the quarterback. And I know over the course of the season, you get a little bit more of experience, especially as a rookie. But when you look at the six games that Marcus Mariota was quarterback, A.J. Brown had 14 catches, 273 yards, and two touchdowns. You look at the seven games since Tannehill's taken over, 25 catches, 506 yards, four touchdowns. If you can get this guy as an addition to your team down the stretch, um, he's definitely a league winner. I mean, he's a definite flex play every week, if not higher than that. And um, he's a guy, like I said, he's out out there he's only owned in 31% of ESPN 25% of Yahoo and if you play in a league where you um, have a fab budget to spend on free agents I would spend it all on this guy I mean I really think um, here going into the semifinals if you can still get an, a, a receiver that's putting up the numbers like AJ Brown um, you it's definitely a league winning move that's for sure yeah this these own numbers for AJ Brown are kind of mind-blowing to be honest they're that low uh, because there'll be someone I'm going to talk about next who is owned more than he is. Uh, but just something real funny I was looking at here. A.J. Brown so far has 154 uh, PPR points this season, which is a fantastic number. Uh, that's a lot of points. And as you just said, he pretty much did nothing for the first six weeks of the season. So from week seven on, he's scored a lot of fantasy points. Um, but Yahoo projected him at 35.01 points on the season, and he has 154 through <laughs> uh, week 14. So that's pretty cool. But uh, – yeah, if there's anyone on this podcast that you take away that you need to add, it's definitely A.J. Brown. Owning a quarter percent of Yahoo and th- a third percent of ESPN leagues, that's insane. He's a must-add player. Ryan Tannehill is balling out there in Tennessee. That team is hot. team is playing so well. and it, These numbers are uh, these not, these numbers are really mind-blowing. But uh, the person I was talking about here that's owned in more than um, leagues in A.J. Brown is Zach Pascal, the Indianapolis Colts. He's owned 35% of Yahoo and 30.7% of ESPN leagues. So I know I included this guy last week, but I have to include him again. T.Y. Hilton probably, you know, I, I've heard that he is probably going to return this season, but there's a very good chance that he may not even return this season with this injury he's been he's been having all, all year. Uh, Pascal is, off, is coming off another great week, nine targets, five receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's great. Um, he has seen 19 targets over his last two games. Uh, that's also a lot of targets. And he gets the Saints this week, who have given who has given up the tenth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Uh, so yes, Pascal is owned in more than uh, leagues than AJ Brown, but I would definitely prefer AJ Brown. I'm not going to lie over this stretch here to finish out the season. 
yeah, uh, definitely. But Zach Pascal, I mean, you know, the wide receiver core in Indianapolis is just so banged up. And if you can uh, grab the guy that's probably the wide receiver one on that offense now, uh, you definitely got to take advantage of that and do that. Uh, jumping into my second receiver here, uh, we talked about Brashad Perryman, and my uh, <clears throat> my second guy here is Justin Watson from Tampa Bay. Um, this is a guy that I honestly, before this week, had never heard of Justin Watson. Um, but you look at the Bucks here with Evans going to be out. He got his first real action um, of the season of, um, here last week. Apparently, he's a second-year guy. Like I said, I hadn't really heard of him very much, but last week, five catches, 59 yards, a touchdown on eight targets. You know, uh, like I said, Nate brought up Perryman. He might be kind of the the sexy pick here to add to your team, but I kind of like Watson here. He seems like more of a possession receiver. He had more targets last week than Perryman. So if you're you're kind of looking for somebody... Say you try to add a guy like Zach Pascal or A.J. Brown and your waiver claim doesn't go through, maybe you'll be able to sneak uh, Justin Watson after waivers have cleared because he's not owned at all. He's owned in 0% of ESPN leagues, 0% of Yahoo leagues. He's just kind of a guy here. You'd obviously be taking a flyer. You're not going to start him next week. You're just going to hold on to him, see what he does. But I I really like this Justin Watson guy. I think he's a great add, um, especially – with uh with Evans um out here with a hamstring injury. Yeah, well, we really don't know who's going to be that wide receiver too. We assume it's going to be Perriman because he's the bigger name, he's seen more work, but it could very well be Justin Watts and and uh even if you don't play this guy worth the flyer if you're in a deep league uh and you need another possible roster spot, but also if you take anything away from this podcast, keep that name in the back of your head for possible DFS plays. This guy will probably be so dirt cheap that say you pick him up and he has a fantastic week and you spent maybe, what, 3500 on this guy in DraftKings, that's an absolute steal. So just keep this name in the back of your head uh, for that reason uh, as well as a possible waiver wire ad. Uh, one more pos- position here for you guys. It's the tight end position, uh, the one we all love. And uh, we'll have Cody kick this one off here for us. Yeah, so my tight end here is Caden Smith of the New York Giants playing right now. Um, sadly... Just before halftime, not really having much of an impact. Only one catch for two yards on two targets. Um, but you, he's he's your third string tight end in New York. Um, Evan Ingram, it seems more and more likely that he's not going to be back this season. Rhett Ellison's already missed a couple weeks with concussion. So it looks like Caden Smith is going to be your starting tight end in New York. I'm hoping that he can produce, but like I said, it's... Not looking great so far tonight, but you look at back to week 13, he had six catches for 70 yards, and you go back a week before that, he scored in week 12. So he has upside at this point, you know, at tight end, you're just really chasing touchdowns. Uh, If you don't have one of those top options, it's pretty much about getting the guy that you think is most likely to score. And you think about Eli Manning taking over this offense, if he... Um, continues to play here if Daniel Jones continues to be out, which I would assume he is. Eli Manning is a check down guy. So Saquon Barkley, I feel like, is going to see a bump, and your tight ends are going to see a bump in production. So that's why I picked Caden Smith here as a potential tight end that if you're in an emergency and you got to pick somebody, um, I wouldn't be afraid to try to roll the dice here on Caden Smith. 
Yeah, I'm not saying Caden Smith is a is a you know is a is a monster, but uh, you know Eli Manning has had success over his career with tight ends for a reason. He likes his tight end, uh, and for that reason alone, Caden Smith carries some value, and he's minimally owned as well, which helps the cause there. Uh, my tight end is another uh, duplicate from last week, possibly a, a duplicate from the last three or four weeks. Um, it will. It is Tyler Higby of the Los Angeles Rams, owning 21% of Yahoo and 11.4% of ESPN leagues. Uh, Gerald Everett has missed his second straight game with his hyperextended knee. Uh, Higby has been balling out, to say the least, in his absence with 23.7 and 18.6 fantasy points against the Cardinals and Seahawks, respectively, over that span of time. Uh, Everett could very well miss this next week uh, as well. But even if he does come back, I'm not sure if his job is waiting for him. Higby has been playing extremely well in his absence. If they're, if if uh, Everett is to come back, Higby could be above him in the depth chart. If not, they'll be splitting uh, snaps. And uh, for some reason, uh, this Hig- Higby and uh, Goff have had this connection. They're, they're, he's looking for the end zone, uh, in the red zone a lot. So I'm in love with Higby. I've been saying it for a while now. The last three weeks, I've been playing this guy, DFS, B team, uh, fan uh, on my redraft teams. You name it. I've I've been in love with how Higby has been paying off the last two weeks. So hopefully, my luck doesn't run out for a third straight week here. Yeah, I don't necessarily want to put a damper on Tyler Higby here, but you also do have to look. The last two weeks, he has played the Arizona Cardinals and the Seattle Seahawks, who are literally 31st and 32nd at defending the tight end. I mean, there so, is that, yes, but... <laughs> yeah, he he's, he's taken advantage of those matchups for sure. But as long as Gerald Everett's out, I think Tyler Higby is a guy that you can play for sure. I think that um, the production can stay there. Uh, the Rams have utilized the tight end a lot more this season than they have recently. So... Um, yeah, I think Tyler Higby is a guy that you can play. Just I'm not expecting 100 plus yards and multiple touchdowns, you know, every game uh, the rest of the way here, especially uh, against teams like Dallas and San Francisco coming up. Well, we can dream, can't we? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> All right, guys, that's the conclusion of the We Know Fantasy We Have Wishlist podcast for week 15. So there, this is actually probably the penultimate episode of the season. We probably won't do one for week 17 because, uh, you know, no one really plays with our fans football into week 17. So this is probably week. This is probably the penultimate one, one more week 16, uh, next week. So it's kind of sad to see it come to an end here with, uh, what will be this be 15, 16 straight weeks of this happening every Monday night. I'm sure my wife will be glad to see it end here. I can, she'll probably see more of me once the football season ends. Uh, but before you hop out of here, remember my name is Nate with We Don't Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Don't Fantasy. And Cody, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Master Smithers. All right. Remember, I'll be back Wednesday with the Fantasy Fro for the We Know Fantasy podcast featuring the Fantasy Fro. Every Thursday, the We Know Fantasy contributors come out with the We Know Fantasy contributors podcast. And tomorrow night on Tuesday, the We Know Fantasy streamable Defense of the Week article will drop. So thank you guys for tuning in as always. And we'll do it one more time next week for the 2019 season. Uh, Until then, see you guys.